0: Politics, clear and simple, with your host, Dr. Greg Robert Rabidoo. <laughs> Welcome to Politics, Clear and Simple on this September 10th, 2020, first day of the NFL season, if you can believe that. But my focus today is on Mulan, not the animated 1998 one, but Mulan, the live action film from Disney. I'll talk about it in just a second. When you wish upon a star, it makes no difference who you are. Walt Disney owes human rights victims everywhere around the world a huge and heartfelt and sincere and extremely public apology. Now, before I get into why they owe human rights victims everywhere this heartfelt, deep, sincere, and very public apology, let me just first talk a little bit about the movie Mulan, because this is where all the problems stem for Disney in terms of the backlash they're facing right now around the world for their actions they took while they were filming this 200000000 million-plus blockbuster budgeted film by the way, the first time ever this amount of budget for a female director. Nikki Caro is the director of this film. But a little bit more about Mulan. I'm sure all of you, many at least, are familiar with Mulan, the story of Mulan. Based on a Chinese poem, Ballad of Mulan talks about how a young girl sees her aging father and brothers taken off to the war to fight the invading enemy. And Mulan disguises herself as a young boy, enlists in the army, and becomes the hero, the heroic Chinese hero saving the day. But this is not the Mulan, Mulan 2020, is not the Mulan of 1998. In that Mulan movie, it was animated, and it had funny characters like Eddie Murphy voicing the role of Mushu, the lovable but mischievous little assistant. This Mulan is a very China-targeted, China-centric film, live-action, not animation, with a nearly all-Asian cast, including Chinese actors and Hong Kong actors like Liu Yifei, who's in the leading role of Mulan, Tsima, Yosan An, Jason Scott Lee, Bruce Lee's son, and Donnie Yen, Disney targeted and collaborated with Chinese studios, Chinese crew, Chinese writers, editors, producers to make this huge Chinese-centric targeted film glorifying China and the heroic nature and quality of its people. Nothing wrong with that, right? They certainly have a right to do that. But it's been controversial from the start, this Mulan 2020 this live-action reboot. First, it was scheduled to be released in theaters domestic in the U.S. and in China twice. And twice it was pulled. Twice it was postponed and then rescheduled because of the pandemic. And in the U.S. market, the decision then was made after the second time it was pulled to forego having it go to the theaters at all. So if you want to watch Mulan here in the U.S., you need to pony up about 35 bucks for a Disney Plus premium access subscription to its cable channel so you can watch Mulan. So an epic movie that Nikki Caro says she's heartbroken because it was filmed to be on an epic screen will not be on epic screens in the U.S., but it will be in China. It's it's opened already in China to about nine to ten million dollars so far in the box office to mediocre to okay reviews. But that's not the controversy, of course, about the film itself. Now, there was a side controversy before this huge issue erupted, and that was the star, Yu Li-Fai. She's Shanghai-born Chinese, of Chinese origin, and she had posted and tweeted comments and pictures that were very much in support of the Chinese police crackdown, the brutality, against Hong Kong protesters. So that got her in a bit of trouble, at least with Hong Kong and a number of groups and people around the world that have sympathy or support for the Hong Kong protesters against the Chinese and the crackdown and brutality against protesters. But now this. So... It came out recently as people were screening and watching the film, and they saw in the end credits that Disney and its director and producer chose to thank, in the the end credits, at least eight Chinese agencies and organizations for their cooperation and their support during the making, during the filming of this movie. Now, one of them is the Turpan Bureau, the Chinese Turpan Public Security Bureau. Now, why is that important? Because for whatever reason, and I'll get back to this in a second, but for whatever reason, Nicky Caro, the director in Walt Disney, Disney Co., Disney Studios, decided to film portions of this epic movie in the Xinjiang province, the XUAR, it's known as. It's an autonomous region. It's the notorious Xinjiang province where you have a lot of accusations and allegations of Chinese governmental, Chinese human rights violations against ethnic minority populations such as the Uyghurs and the Kazakhs in that area. And this province is where some organizations, some international human rights organizations have alleged that at least one million minorities, minority population, are subjected and have been subjected to such human rights abuses as torture, forced sterilization, 24-7 surveillance, camera surveillance, forced abortions, coercion of children born from these people into human trafficking, forced labor from adults, And coercion and physical forcing these minorities to rescind and reject their stated religion, many of them are Muslims, and to take an oath on their knees, apparently, to take an oath that the only icon, the only idol they will worship, that they will worship, is the current Prime Minister of China, Xi Jinping. So you have... These allegations, which by the way aren't just blind speculative allegations, there have been a number of videos taken by drone satellites that have been leaked or published through the world that clearly show Chinese blindfolding these Uyghurs and Kazakhs and putting them on their knees and in some cases beating, forcing them in these camps. So we have a fairly wide world and very known human rights abuses and violations by Chinese of these minorities in this actual province. So, it's not like Disney, which is a multi-billion dollar company collaborating with Chinese film crew, editors, producers, and writers, and official Chinese government agencies, could not have somehow not known that this province is the exact province, the exact area. In fact, one commentator, one journalist who works in that area said that Disney film crew, to film where they did, would have had to have passed at least seven such human rights camps as trying to cause them re-education camps on their way to actual where they set up to do several scenes of a battle. And it's not like all this, uh, these camps are behind scenes and somehow easy to miss. Okay. So the question now becomes, there are also allegations, and the question becomes, how much did Disney pay these agencies? How much did Disney pay the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party to allow them to film in the Jingjing Jing province, which normally is off limits to everyone, especially everyone in the West, for any reason whatsoever. So not only did they thank the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party agencies that run these so-called, what they call, re-education camps, But now there are allegations, of course, that they compensated them. They paid them to have access to this area. What scene, what battle scene? Because please keep in mind that Mulan is based originally from a poem. It's a fictional poem, folks, based initially in the 6th century about in the northern wide dynasty battles. What scene was so important that Disney and the director Nikki Caro wanted to get, quote, right that they felt necessary to film in that province based on a poem and a story that was set in the 6th century of China. Now, recently, the U.S. State Department has provided, in fact, this would have been both before and during the filming of Mulan, sanctions against China over what it's called its continued human rights violations, against the ethnic minority population of Muslim Uyghurs and Kazakhs in the X-U-A-R, that's the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, X-U-A-R region. As Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has said, that the Chinese are also forcing Kazakhs, adults, especially male adults, into forced labor, but also children and women, and Kazakhs, just like the Uyghurs, Uyghurs must deny their faith and in their, and their religion. They must get on their knees and proclaim the Chinese Prime Minister, as I mentioned, Xi Jinping, as the only idol worth worshipping. Amnesty International has demanded that China stop targeting the Uyghurs and condemned these so-called de-extremification camps. In other words, China views these people as extreme radicals for both their faith and their lack of embracing and accepting and fully accepting the Chinese Communist Party and ideology. So by definition, they are extreme. China calls them terrorists, and they force them into into these internment camps. And so what does Disney do? They take a $210 million budgeted film, a blockbuster, they hope, film, targeting China's huge, massive movie-going audience. They load up on a nearly all-Asian cast, including several of the leads that are Chinese actors and actresses to appeal and target to the China market. And then they go and they film part of it in this notorious human rights abuse and torture camp area. Then they thanked them publicly in the scroll and the end credits of the film, and now there are allegations coming out that they paid for access as well. China Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian says that these camps are, quote, merely educational and vocational. We're helping the minorities, he said, by re-educating them and training them to better assimilate into the Chinese culture. He has called it before in the past a Western made-up hoax and a Western myth to de-glorify China. Okay. So my question now becomes, after all this controversy and Mulan 2020, not the animated Mulan again that you remember with Eddie Murphy's voice as Mushu. Not the animated cartoon or the animated film, but the live action. In fact, one critic calls it a very live, gritty, raw, and realistic depiction of battles and death. The question now, after now not coming to the screens in the U.S., having people pay 35 bucks for premium access to Disney+, Plus if they don't already have it, to watch it, having postponed it at least twice for opening premieres in the movies, the theaters in China, and now opened it recently to somewhat tepid, only medium-warm response. Will Disney finally do the right thing? Groups, for, for example, like the Milk Tea Alliance, which is named after the sweet milky tea drink, very popular and common throughout Asia, the Milk Tea Alliance, and Joshua Wang, who's its lead, Protester, one of its organizers, has also demanded Disney do the right thing. So, what is the right thing? Disney should apologize. Disney should absolutely apologize for what? For not just what they did, but the impact of what they did. What are the consequences? They have enabled and they have empowered the Chinese government to continue its human rights abuses onto these minority ethnic populations. And they provided them with cover and legitimacy. And this is, by the way, why China allowed Disney into the area in the first place. Because it allows them credibility. It allows them political cover with the world. Because many people will see the movie and go, well, how bad could it be? I mean, Disney's involved and Disney's a great company and they have core values and they wouldn't knowingly do anything with any company or any government that has some sort of human rights abuses, would they? Yes, they would. And they did. And they are. So will Disney do the right thing now? Will they not only apologize, but what they should also do is they should take at least a portion of that massive $210 million budget Whatever profits they're projected to make, and they should take one, two, five, maybe 10% of those profits, and they should earmark it, and they should give it to human rights organizations around the world that are standing up to and trying to fight against the very human rights abuses that a country like China continues to perpetuate against the Uyghurs and the Kazakhs in that area. But don't hold your breath, don't count on Disney doing the right thing. Why? Well, they have a track record for this sort of thing. In 1997, Disney Studios produced the movie Kunden, a film which won a number of awards and was very well received, at least in the West. At the core of it, it was critical of the Chinese Communist parties and their forced oppression and violence against Tibet and Tibetans. And... It portrayed the Dalai Lama in a positive light, which is a big no-no in China. It's one of the T's you can't do. You can't talk about the Tibetans. You can't talk about Tiananmen Square at the very least. And you can't talk about Taiwan. The three T's are off limits. Now, Kundun, which is Tibetan for the presence and is the word they used to refer to the Dalai Lama, was a big hit in the West. But China reacted by the Chinese Communist Party spokesperson said, okay, all Disney films are now banned from China. And the mouse panicked. Mickey panicked. My goodness, that's a lot of cheese I'm not going to be able to bite into if the Chinese market is off limits to me. So in very short order, Disney apologized. One witness at a meeting between Disney and some Chinese Communist Party representatives said that one of the staffers almost broke down and got on his knees and basically begged China to forgive Disney for having the audacity to create and produce a film that portrayed the Dalai Lama in a positive light. So they begged for forgiveness, and then not only did they apologize, begged for forgiveness, but they offered China which at the heart of it, China's always interested in making money, let's face it, they offer China a deal. Collaboration in a $5.5 billion Disney amusement park to be built in Shanghai. But the Chinese Communist Party wanted some conditions. And what were some of those conditions? One of the conditions was that there'd be at least several hundred Chinese Communist Party members that were employees that were allowed to openly have meetings on property of Disney in China openly display Chinese Communist Party flags and the hammer and sickle of communism and openly display and wear Chinese Communist Party insignia and in uniforms while at work so communist party members are meeting at work they're meeting on property they're displaying a flag displaying insignia and top ranking Chinese Communist Party members must participate in, monitor, and I love this, quote, provide insightful input in the Disney Board of Directors of China decisions to ensure that Disney does essentially not run afoul of the Chinese Communist Party agenda throughout China. Did Disney agree to those conditions? Well, of course they did. Of course they did. They wanted that $5.5 billion amusement park built in Shanghai. I'll give you a footnote, though. Does pandering and pacifying and appeasement work? Well, just a couple months or so after Disney opened its huge 5500000000 billion Chinese-collaborated project in Shanghai, another theme park opened not that far from the new Disney theme park and it had rides and themes and characters that looked suspiciously like beloved Disney characters like Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Donald Duck. And when Disney complained and wanted to file copyright infringement, those claims were quickly dismissed by governmental judicial officials. And the theme park that was built was in part subsidized by Chinese money. So, Disney, Mickey, will you learn this time? Will you learn your lesson that pandering, appeasement, and close, cozy collaboration with Chinese Communist Party does not necessarily end well for you? You owe the world an apology. You owe human rights victims at the hands not only of the Chinese and the Xinjiang, Xinjiang province area, an apology, but you owe human rights victims everywhere an apology for enabling and empowering this kind of abuse. You may think it's a small thing, but when you go to this area and you go to this province and you film and you thank them afterwards on the film and you allegedly pay them for the access, it's hard to believe that no one on Disney no one on that crew, no one in that that team, no one up the chain of command had any idea. Folks, if you've got a huge desire and a huge hankering to watch a little bit of Mulan, just watch the 1998 version. It's animated, it's cute, it's got Eddie Murphy. What more do you want? And with that, I say until next time, be safe, be well. Adios, hasta luego.